Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to Stock Dirty to Me. Uh, as you can see, we kind of have a special guest. We have Lloyd James Ross in the house, the millionaire investor himself. Stuff. Lloyd, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Doing really good. Thanks for having me on the show. Let's go. Let's go. So, of course, we got Tony over there, the, the guy with the plan, the stock the guy. Himself. <laughs> I like Dude. that intro. He's the guy. <laughs> He's the guy, you know. <laughs> what is up, Arthur? Let's go. Yes, it Let's is. Go. Another breakdown of stocks. We got Adam. You're, you're nearly first, Adam. He's I'm always sorry. first. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. Adam's always coming in. Oh, we got always another first. person here, Charles Sheets. Hello, live. I love it. Of course, Let's go. Charlie, Charles is doing the right thing. If you're here live, hit that hashtag live. If you're here watching on the replay, hashtag replay. And of course, always, always remember, let us know what stocks you want us to check out at the end of the show. Just leave them in the comments and we'll put them into the the uh, the poll that Tony puts up tomorrow. And of course, my boy Tim's showing up. Yes, Tim. Welcome, Phil. He's been uh, at all my lives this week. All <laughs> so right. it's really crazy. <laughs> you have a groupie. Yes. You have a yeah, groupie. I have a groupie. Yay, groupies. So do we tell... I... All right. So our tradition, everyone has to let us know what they're drinking. And did you tell Lloyd that I forgot? I forgot to let Lloyd know that oh we drink on the God. show. It's oh not 30 a.m. on Thursday. Yeah, it's also like really early for <laughs> him, true. so he's having coffee. <laughs> all right, all right, fine, fair enough. Right, a mimosa. Next time, time I'll bring a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah, next time you can have a mimosa. We'll do it on a Sunday. You have a little brunch, <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Yes, um, I'm pretty sure I know high. who that is. <laughs> taking high. a bong yeah. rip right there. He's high. Um, he, yeah, he's so, always high. He is. So, you know, the topic. Oh, here we go. Adam with a coffee and dab hits ready to go. Let's go. Hey, everybody. I love this. Keep. Oh, we got rum and Coke with a side of whiskey. That's my Let's man go. right there. Or my I lady, whoever it is. And seltzer water. There you I'm trying go. Trying to get slim for my Florida trip. So Yeah, that's yeah. right. You're going to yeah. Florida. So how about we start off with where you're going to be staying in Florida? You're going to be using Airbnb. There we go. One of the yep. stocks we're going to be Fort talking Myers. about. So yeah. let's bring up that to the thing. Here we go with Airbnb. We'll just get that nice and large for everybody. So here's its current stock price. It's sitting at 146.74. Uh, Tony, you want to take it off? Don't worry, people. Sure. Uh, Dalt's not going to be here today. He had a, uh, a little bit of a work-related things, but we do have his comments on all this, and we'll be bringing it up a bit later. Yeah, so... Everybody knows what Airbnb is. It's kind of like a hotel on the go or like a, you're renting out someone's house or apartment or whatnot. And it's a website that allows you to do that, allows you to list your house for rent for any a day, two days, a week, whatever, a month. And Airbnb operates in almost 200 countries worldwide, and they have over 4 million listings and they were hit pretty hard by the pandemic. If you, if I was looking at their, um, their quarterly earning reports, and before the pandemic hit, they were doing pretty well, and then it just fell off a cliff. Their net income was down like hundreds of millions of dollars, and they've slowly been recovering. Uh, I think the last quarter, they were still negative, but they're trending back up. And it's, you know, that's something that was predictable. We knew that the pandemic was obviously going to hit all travel sectors of the market, you know, all air, air, or, you know, airplane stocks and hotels and, you know, any travel stocks were going to be affected and Airbnb was no different. And I just think it had the unfortunate timing of being launched as an IPO right as, uh, right as COVID was happening, you know, so Airbnb was a highly anticipated IPO last year. And unfortunately, they launched during COVID, which is the worst possible time to launch a stock like that that's travel related. But in the long term, I think Airbnb is going to be a good investment. I think it's a, it's a good buy and you know, a good long term hold if we ever get out of lockdowns. I know Lloyd's locked down right now. Lloyd just entered there's his guards. first lockdown. It's okay. We've all been there yeah. before, Lloyd. It's fine. Um, there's guards standing outside his house right now, making sure he doesn't. <laughs> but um, I love being locked down. It's great. Personally, I, I, yeah. personally, I think it's a good. I think it's a good stock. I think it's a good company, and I think they're going to do well in the long term. 
But like all IPOs, they always start out a little bit shaky, and especially now during COVID. So it was just bad timing, but I think long-term it'll be fine. So off to Lloyd. Lloyd, what do you think of Airbnb? Yeah, interesting, interesting uh, stock or interesting company, this one. Uh, I think it's a huge opportunity, actually. Um, you think about it, the it just listed. It's got uh, – it doesn't have – not everyone knows about it yet. We were talking to someone the other day and they said, oh, we said, oh, you should use Airbnb. They're like, what's that? So it's, it's the early adopters have taken it on, but uh, I think it's got massive, massive growth potential. Huge. It's got a first mover advantage. Um, it's got a very strong network effect. So looking at a business to invest in, you look at whether it's going to be here in 30 or 40 or 50 years and whether it can withstand the competition to continue to return, you know, sensible returns on equity. So return uh what it reinvests back in itself over long periods of time because that's what grows stocks and um looking at airbnb the 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 economic moat that it's got or the the competitive advantage that it's got is it's got network effects so like people know to go there to book and there doesn't seem to be much competition it's got such a great first mover advantage that it's actually going to penetrate globally and have a great brand long before any other um any other share accommodation, it could actually, you know, grab the most market share and continue to build on that if, if they do everything correctly. Um, so massive uh, network effects. I think they haven't got, they haven't diversified their income yet. So they're only making money off their transaction costs of online bookings. So there's a huge opportunity for it to grow its income in different spaces. You know, like Amazon started off selling books, then it sold other things, and then it started to open real stores. And then it, it you know, then it, uh, and then it did logistics. And so there's there's a lot of space for Airbnb to do the same thing in the accommodation sector where it can vertically integrate and horizontally horizontally integrate into to grow its earnings later down the track. Um, I think that at the moment, it presents a lot of opportunity because it's been bashed. It's been hammered by COVID, which is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So if you're ever going to buy Airbnb, now would be the time. But what I would suggest is no one knows if it's going to, have this competitive moat for long periods of time. I don't know if like a like Uber launched and then DD came and then, so it has competitors, but I don't know whether it can withstand competition yet. I'm not sure. So it's got a narrow economic moat. And how I would play this stock would be, I mean, I remember Facebook's IPO, right? It still haunts me to this day. It was sitting at it, it, it lists. It go, I'm like, ah, oh, it's overpriced. Blah blah blah. Every IPO is overpriced, which it is. It falls yeah. to twenty bucks. I'm like, ah, you know, Facebook. Are, I'm an idiot. I should have easily put in a hundred thousand into that stock and that'd be worth, you know, what is it? I think it's grown like uh 60, 64. Ah, uh, sorry. Uh, it's now three fifties. So what's that? I don't know. Five. Yeah. It, it, a lot of percentage, well, a lot more math. Than worth. 17 fold or something. I don't know. But so that's a $1.7 million mistake. <laughs> Wasn't Facebook. So, didn't that start out as a penny stock too? Facebook. Well, li- no, no, no. It no? listed it. No, I don't think so. It no, listed in the, okay. it, it listed in it dropped, okay. dropped to 20 bucks. And I was like, man, I should just get some for 20 bucks. And I sucked my thumb and it cost me 1.7 million. So I look at Airbnb, <laughs> I look at Airbnb now and I'm like, yes, it's overpriced when it lists. I don't know much about the business, but here's how I would play it. It could be a hundred bagger. It could be a hundred bagger. It could go, it could grow a hundred fold in the next 20, 30 years, right? So I would take maybe a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars, or even if you got the money, ten thousand, and I'd bang it in here and I'd forget about it for twenty or thirty years, and you can make millions potentially out of that. Yeah, or one million out of that. Which which is funny because someone's asking you. I believe it's Maria saying, "Buy now or wait a bit with the Delta variant going on." And uh, I think this is one of those: if you buy it now and it goes down, you just dollar cost average more into it and lower. You know, keep buying more. in 20 or 30 years, it won't matter. Like, it just, it's just yeah. totally irrelevant. Yeah. Like, whether I was going to buy Facebook for 20 bucks or 30 bucks, about, it's 350 now. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> it's just not going to matter in 20 years. So, yeah, I was one you, of those yeah, that you, now's the yeah. time. It's now's one of those the time. dollar or you average down in if it, if it drops a little bit and you believe in it. I mean, that's Airbnb is going to be around for a long time. It has the market capital, it, it pretty much dominates the market. Lloyd, uh, Maria was wondering, uh, do you have Airbnb in Australia? You guys have Airbnbs, right? Well, we only just got this thing called the internet and we just came out of huts into houses. So we just <laughs> learned, like, it's, it's been amazing. But uh, no, we, we, we have Airbnb here. Uh, you know, 
Maria actually is wondering, because you, you used a term, they don't really know what a bagger is. Do you want to explain um, maybe some of your Australian <laughs> slang? <laughs> It's actually, a, it's actually a baseball term, I think, isn't it? I, I, I don't do baseball. Anyway, <laughs> I do hockey. It is. I, it's, it's a baseball term for like if you hit, uh, if you hit, is it you pitch or you hit certain amounts? Anyway, I'll, I'll, the reality, the, the how that comes about is Peter Lynch. He's a famous stock picker, Peter Lynch. He ran Magellan Fund for years, had like a 20% cap return, compound of 20 years. Anyway, he's famous. So he used to, he used to say if a stock grows by 100% or it doubles, it's a one-bagger. It bags like it, it's it's a one hundred percent return. So if you have a five bagger, it's a five hundred percent return. So five folds, ten bagger at oh. ten folds. So if you look at like um, Facebook, Mastercard, uh, Apple, all these amazing companies that we all should have bought, they've all ten bagged. You know, Apple's freaking one hundred bagged. So the key to picking stocks is to find one like Airbnb that's listed as new. It's got massive growth potential, and put in ten grand and just hundred bag the thing to one million bucks. That's how you buy. That's how you invest. There you go. Yeah, um, read. Of, of all the IPOs, that's probably the best one that came out last year. Yeah, there was but so right many now bad I think ones. The best. Yeah, it yeah. could be the best opportunity now for tech stuff. Like it's a tech company too, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to read what Dalt sent us in our little group chat just so that you guys have his opinion here. He goes, Airbnb has some near-term risk with the pandemic and all these new liability issues of parties and assaults that take place that booked Airbnbs. Long-term, this company will be extremely profitable. Q2 was a step in the right direction. And I say expect profits in Q3 or Q4 this year. I agree. I'd say, yeah, Q. well, we just had the last earning report that we just had they gained like three and a half billion dollars in cash on hand. Yeah. So they have like so that much cash that they can do so many different things with their business. If they want to expand into other avenues, I don't know what they would do, but I'm sure they have creative people that might be able to figure out something. So, yeah. 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 All right. We're going to move over to the next one. We're going to go into a video game kind of company, Roblox, which kind of had a nice boost this, uh, thanks to the pandemic. Um, Tony, your thoughts. Uh, I, this one is so, I'm very conflicted on this. <laughs> I don't like this. I think it's a bad investment, but there's a lot of people that I know that have kids that love this, their kids love this. But the problem with a product that's tailored to kids is kids don't have money. So the parents have to buy this for them. And eventually the kids are going to outgrow this because even on their website, it said this is uh, for kids that are 18 and younger. So um, eventually we're not going to be in a global pandemic anymore and kids aren't going to be homeschooled and sitting around at home doing nothing all day long and playing video games. They're going to be back in school. They're going to be back in the real world doing things, hopefully. So they're going to be spending less time on video games. And uh, especially these type of games, they'll probably move on to Call of Duty and more violent games, you know, as they get older. <laughs> but and the other thing is their earnings are pretty bad. Uh, looking at their earning reports. Uh, let me got pull this up, up on the screen right now. Yeah, I can't really I can't see what you got there. But let me just. They're at negative one uh, earning per share. That's negative. their EPS. Yeah. So. Yeah. This past quarter, uh, they they made about four hundred dollars, three hundred eighty-six million dollars in revenue, but their net revenue was actually negative one hundred and thirty-five million dollars, and their cost of revenue is as much as their entire revenue. Almost. <coughs> so their cost of revenue is three hundred and eleven million dollars, and their revenue is three hundred eighty-six million dollars. So that's pretty horrendous if your cost of revenue is as much as your revenue. That means you have to spend almost as much money to get that much money in revenue. So I'm guessing there must be doing a lot of marketing or a lot of free giveaways in their platform to get people to join, kind of like Robinhood does with free stocks. But um, they are the one thing I'll say is their revenue is trending up over the last five quarters. Um, each quarter they have gone up a little bit, but at the same time, they're basically losing more and more money in their net income. So it's definitely not a good sign. I'm definitely bearish on this company. They do have $1.6 billion in cash, but 
if you're losing $150 million a quarter, I mean, what good is that going to do you? You got to start making some profits. So I would give this one a thumbs down. Like gladiator. Lloyd, your yeah, the gladiator <laughs> yeah. thumbs yeah. down. Lloyd, yeah, what are yeah. you talking about on Ro, uh, Roblox? Well, I don't actually know the business uh, terribly well at all. Uh, Considering you don't have kids, I can understand. Well, that. I a little outside yeah. their age range. I mean, I haven't come across it right, but um, so I, I can't comment on the actual business itself. So I, I think you always got to look whether it's got a competitive advantage. Is it going to be competitive away? Does this have an economic mode of some sort? No, it, it doesn't look to be it. And it's got negative operating earnings continually growing into the negative. And you just don't have to know about stocks like this. Like if it doesn't have a competitive advantage, doesn't have a great brand, it's losing money. Uh, it's, it, yeah, you just, it's overvalued. <laughs> it's, um, I, I don't, I, I would just skim past this. I wouldn't spend any of my yeah. time. So I give it thumbs down. Their their cost of revenue every quarter has gone up fifty to a hundred million dollars per quarter, and it doesn't. So even though their revenue is going up, they're spending a lot more money to make that revenue go up. So that's a bad sign, you know. Yeah. Um. I, I yeah. Th- I just stay away from something like this. So what you want to do, like the old saying from Warren Buffett, is you know it's better to uh, buy a great company for a fair price than a fair po- company for a great price. It's probably a fair company. It's fair. It's average, right? But it's selling for a really high price. I was worth like it's it's the double hit. It's bad. I'll just I'll, I'll avoid it. Yeah, and with that being said, it is up nineteen percent since it IPO'd. But this had a lot of. I remember remember Phil. A lot of people were talking about this when it IPO'd in the group. A lot yeah. of people have kids that know what this is, and it's one of those things. I'm not saying that it's a bad business model. It's just not a profitable company right now. And it doesn't appear like they're on the right track. Um, but it's one of those things where just because it's, it might not be a good company, the stock price may go up. We see that all the time in the stock market, but just because the stock price goes up, doesn't mean that it's a good investment long-term anyways. So, yeah, uh, we'll get, uh, adults opinion on this. It goes, Roblox is terrible. It's oh, just a pandemic well, boost. <laughs> I don't see them making money anytime soon. If at all, the people that play the game are too young to have credit cards. So Roblox relies on parents buying more and more Roblox every year, not as sustainable as household goods get more expensive, which is yeah. true. Yeah. Household it's, it's getting more and more expensive to live. Uh, so yeah. How many um, people in the chat or that might be watching this later own this stock? Leave a comment if you own this. I'm interested. Yeah, to see. if if you own any of the stocks, make sure you go hashtag yeah. the name of the stock. So hashtag Airbnb, hashtag Roblox, hashtag Cat, and uh, hashtag uh, we're doing. Cat's uh, one that I'm excited to get into. Yes, uh, we're. Yes. Uh, yeah. So was sure uh, Bolt. Like this one too. Yeah. <laughs> Dalt <laughs> was kind of happy. Uh, I do have a que- uh, question here from someone. Speaking of Warren Buffett, he just bought a lot of Kroger stock. Can we put KR in the options for next week? Definitely, it will be in the options next yes, week. Tony yeah. will be taking care of that. Uh, so yeah, we're moving on to Caterpillar. Uh, I remember this when I was a kid. I always thought it was actual a cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was a little confused. But here is their uh, their stock price the last five years right now. Well, here's the thing. How many times have you driven by a construction site and seen a big yellow vehicle? All the time. I see them all the time, everywhere I go, no matter where I am. Anytime there's construction site, there's a big yellow vehicle, and that big yellow vehicle is a Caterpillar. They're the world's largest construction and mining equipment company. They're on the Fortune 100 list. Not even the, They're even better than the Fortune 500. They're... Um, they're one of the uh, Warren Buffett staples in his Berkshire Hathaway portfolio. It's one of the dividend aristocrats, which many of you in the group love dividends. And this is a company that's paid a dividend with an increase every year for 27 straight years now. Might be 28, but I think it was 27 straight years. And um, listen, I think they're going to benefit in a big way from the new stimulus infrastructure package that's about to pass. Because they're the number one um, construction and mining equipment company in the world, so uh, and they're they're expected to grow at a rate of about sixteen percent per year. 
their PE ratio is actually better than the industry average. The industry average is around 30. Theirs is around 26. So that's a really good sign. And uh, they pay a reliable dividend. It's, you know, only 2%. So it's very sustainable. And there's even more room for them to grow. And they make a lot of money. Their earning reports are really good. Their financials are good. They do have some debt which uh, is a little worrisome, but not really because they have so much income coming in. Their debt ratio is a little high, but um, they could definitely pay it off based on how much money they have cash on hand. So I give this one two thumbs up. There we go. Lloydie, what do you think of Caterpillar? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Um, Look, it's not bad. Um, I think you could do a lot worse, that's for sure. I think looking at um, whether it's got a sustainable competitive advantage against its competitors it does because it um as as i think it was tony just said you know when you we, we, you said phil when you drive past a construction site like you see cat like it's yeah it's definitely uh ingrained in the construction sector as the the go-to for its um machinery and heavy equipment and so forth so i think it's got that uh wide moat so i think it's going to continue you can tell like you can see how it from 2001 it's just steadily grown and grown and grown and grown that shows you that it's got a competitive edge um the thing is that i mean and from a price standpoint like from a valuation standpoint it seems relatively not undervalued but it's fairly valued i would say yeah, it's got a yeah. really it returns it's got a great return on equity um you know just go look at its financial leverage to see if it's not too much but it seems to make you know a 40 a dollar 40 for every dollar it spends on, on, on its own business which means it's quite undervalued with a PE ratio of about 26. so Obviously, coming out of the lockdown, we're going to see uh, an uptick in construction. So I think uh, it's got some tailwinds behind it, which will help. Um, but would I invest in this myself? No. I like. I mean, you, you'll do well, uh, but you, I wouldn't invest in it because it it it's probably only with its return on equity. It's really only doubled in the last ten years. And there's just far better stocks out. There's far better businesses out there than Cat. So would I buy it? No. Is it a good company? Reasonably good company. I think you are not going to lose money long term if you hold it. But I think you, you, you there's, there's better things out there that will tenfold in ten years that you would look at. Okay. That's yeah, a good and thing. like you said, they do. Their debt ratio is almost two and a half, which is is kind Pretty of high. high. Yeah. Well, I, it's because usually you want to see like one on one or under. Yeah, but uh, I'm not sure what the industry average is for um, construction. For, yeah, for construction, but I uh, I would say their debt I, to equity ratio is a little high. I think at the moment too, if you look at a large number of companies, the debt ratio is going to be high because debt is so cheap. It's just yeah, not going to yeah. be it's not going to be an uncommon thing to see because what they look. If I look at their share count, it's always good to look at their share count. I can see that they're actually they've reduced their share count from six 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 million. Then a five five two million. So it could be that they're borrowing money to also buy back shares. So if you're borrowing at one percent, right, or if you're borrowing at two percent or three percent, and you're buying back your shares of return on equity of say twelve or fifteen percent, you're borrowing at two to to get back fifteen. So it's yeah, that's a really good capital management system when you're just making free twelve percent returns. So yeah. something to look at. Yeah. So well, we also have to look at cat has a footwear. Cat has oh, yeah. shoes in that. He and Dalt, Dalt mentioned that. And once I get to his thing, once you guys are done, I'll, I'll read off what he says. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're expanding. I didn't know Caterpillar had shoes. <laughs> you got but they're going the Amazon route. They're going the Amazon route. <laughs> they're expanding. I, I, is it uh, construction wear? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to read water, what Dalt water said. Water resistant shoes or something. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have cat. You can go to catfootwear.com. But this is what Dalt, <laughs> yeah, I know. Dalt says, cat is a stable and you get a solid 2% dividend right now. 151% capital appreciation in the stock over the last five years is fire with the fire emoji. However, revenue is starting to get stagnant. I don't expect 151% capital growth over the next five years. They have have to find new and profitable revenue sources if they want to stay alive. Cat has been selling shoes. Maybe that's a good one. They're actually pretty sick too. And then See, he I, shared yeah. a photo of it. <laughs> See, I, I, you know, I'm all in on cat. I don't know. I like it. Have you bought some? I, no. Cause I, <laughs> hey, 
yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was going to buy a stock, I wouldn't mind putting like 10 grand in the cap because, okay. and just holding it for 10 years. But um, I just think that with the infrastructure bill and them being the top construction company in the world, they're going to get a lot of that work. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have a lot of debt. They have $64 billion of long-term debt. They have the, $10 billion in cash on hand. The S&P 500 debt performed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not over the last five years, did they? I don't oh, not five, year, not five yeah. years, but over the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but... They've, they've right. had a really good five-year run. But it's uh, obviously if we're in the middle of a pandemic and it doesn't recover fast, then we're probably not going to be doing a ton of infrastructure. So we'll see how that goes. So know. we do have a question before we jump off into the ETF of this week. Um, any advice on any stocks that are reporting next week or would you be willing to give your input? I don't know what's reporting next week. Do you? I don't know. I don't <laughs> look. I just host this show. I don't really I, do the investing part. I leave that I up to you guys up top. I don't know if anyone. I don't know who's reporting next week in the states. They just had a ton of earnings reports roll out. I thought, in, yeah, I thought they were done. Yeah, in Australia, we're rolling them out this week, so I can tell you about that. But no one wants to know about Australian stocks. I, I don't know if we can invest in Australian stocks all the way over here on the other side of the ocean, Lloyd. We can. Uh, look, so I don't know what you want to. Yeah. <laughs> there's ways all right we're jumping into the etf this week which is what was the etf again sphd there we go yeah. yeah had it right at the top of the screen and i completely forgot so uh i'll let lloyd oh. start off with this one i uh, see he's over there uh, licking his lips no uh, <laughs> just laughing at my brother <laughs> my brother's uh he just messaged me saying he said to me until bubba goes above 200 dollars again you are not my brother <laughs> 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 anyway, um, I was laughing at that. So I think uh, this is a stable dividend, uh, high yield, high yield uh, ETF, S&P 500. So uh, I think it's, uh, I mean, look, yeah, can you just go down a second again, Phil? Low volatility. Can you go to a 10-year chart, by any chance? Uh, max? I can get to the max. Phil, can you pull up the website? Yeah, here we go, the website. That's fine. You can, Hold on, let me uh, zoom in here. I'm trying to do like 4,000 things. Sorry, oh, I threw off Lloyd. Uh, yeah, I was going to say you could probably find the 10 year on their website. Okay, yeah, so the good. yield there is 3. Point it has a good yield. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what? Are, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Tell me, where I've, tell me when the since it, no, You're good, you're good, you're good. So since inception, look at this. History, the low volatility high dividend index is 11. S&P 500 index 15. You're losing three and a half percent, three and a half points, basically. And you're getting a high dividend, but there's a, there's, a, there's a price to be paid for taking cash out because it's obviously going to be investing in more traditional type businesses that pay dividends like AT&T and stuff that have no growth left in them. So what you lose in the cash flow, uh, what you gain in the cash flow, you're going to lose in the compound effect of the S&P 500, which is actually ticking up a lot higher. When you assess investments you have to look at the total return not necessarily the, the the just the yield or even just the capital growth i think a total return model works well and you can't beat the s p 500 i think one of the best investments ever is in this this etf here uh vu voo 15 percent. i mean it varies but i just why bother you know unless you're a retiree maybe you need the cash flow that makes a bit more sense but yeah i don't know how many retirees are watching this <laughs> No, uh, Tony, uh, you want to, yeah. So this is one that I did own a long time ago and I held it for a little while for like three months. And then I'm like, what am I doing? And I started (laughs) to learn and understand about investing, what I was doing. Um, I was going after dividends. The thing is you can't just chase dividends. You got to go after capital appreciation as well. Because in the long run, now this one isn't horrible because it does have some capital appreciation, albeit very small. What was it like 17% over the last five years? So you're looking at like a 3% capital appreciation with like a 4% dividend yield. So it's not horrible. You're getting your money back from inflation plus your dividends. Now, my take on this is if you're going to own this, you're probably like Lloyd said, you're probably close to retirement or you're living off dividend income and you don't really care too much about capital appreciation and you're just looking for a high yield and trying to get the most bang for your buck. 
But to me, it makes no sense to own this in a taxable account. If you're going to own this, own this in a 401k IRA retirement account, because you're going to pay a lot in taxes for this. For, for the little amount of capital appreciation you're getting, it's not worth paying 20% taxes as well on the dividends. If you want a high dividend yield ETF, SCHD is my favorite. It returns literally as much as the S&P 500 and pays you almost a 3% dividend yield. And it's full of Microsoft, PepsiCo, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, like really solid, AbbVie, really solid, good companies that have sustainable dividends with good capital appreciation that, are, that are, the dividend isn't so high that it's at risk of being cut, like a lot of the stocks in SPHD are at risk. So, Excellent. We have a lot of people who are similar to you, uh, Tony, who are in this in this ETF, and then all of a sudden they left out after two to three months and uh, I got jumped add into. Too, by the way, this this ETF has REITs in it. I believe. I remember uh, reading into this a while ago. I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure there's REITs in this ETF. And in the U.S., REITs are taxed at ta at normal tax rates, so you don't get any long-term capital gains benefit. So. Any REITs that are in here, you're going to pay your normal tax bracket. So if you're paying 30% in taxes, you have to pay 30% on those capital gain or on those dividends as well. So that's why it's important to have this in a taxable account. Anyways, sorry to cut you off, but I just thought it's fine. I'm used to being cut off. It's just <laughs> part of normal. Unfortunately, Dalton let us know his opinion on that. So I can't read out that and sound important. Uh, but we do have a question here. We have someone asking uh, if you guys are open to answering what percentage of your portfolios are ETF versus stocks? Good question. Well, you saw my portfolio, one of my portfolios a yeah, couple we weeks ago. I had like 24,000 in that main one. Um, and you know, my, my retirement account, I have more, but I don't control that. I don't really know what's in that. It's all target day funds. But in my main portfolio, I would say the only stocks I own are Apple, Microsoft, and Bank of America. And, did, you, uh, uh, did you buy Apple, you mother? I bought Apple when it was 102. I hate you. <laughs> it's at like 150. <laughs> it's at like 155 right now. That was now. the tip. <laughs> I hate you so much. I want to yeah. buy it. I, just, I, think, I still think it's cheap. Anyway, I'm going off track. But. I, bought 10, <laughs> I bought 10 shares at 102, and I'm like, ah, oh, I should have put more than a thousand. You should have backed the truck up. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, you back, then, I, boy. back then, there was some uncertainty. I didn't know what was going to happen. This was like right out of the pandemic. So, uh, yeah, so, I was like, oh. so I was like, all right, maybe I'll put a thousand in now, and then I'll just, I'll, you know, average down, but then it never went down. It just kept going up and up. Cool. So, and yeah. Microsoft, I got Microsoft at 197. It's at hey, like 300. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but anyways, there. I own three stocks. The rest are all ETFs. And I don't know what the percentage is. Maybe 80% is ETFs. There we go. So, uh, so I have, um, I think it's about, 100% AMC. Lloyd <laughs> <laughs> went hard into the AMC. That's how he became a millionaire. Yeah. Like, no, he yeah. did not. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have uh, crypto. 100% crypto. No, I'm not. Um, it's got, I got 20% into the, uh, a, the ASX 300 index fund here. But I also own my biggest stock positions, almost 600,000 in one stock. But it's the, the Commonwealth Bank. And it's like the index here. It's 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 ten percent of the index anyway, and it pays a juicy four percent tax free dividend. So is that, like, is that like Australia's S and P five hundred? The nah, CBA Commonwealth Bank is like Bank of America for. No, I uh, mean the the three hundred. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. The ASX three hundred is like the yeah. S and P five hundred, but for Australia, so good. So it's twenty percent of my portfolio. The balance is in individual stocks, uh, which is basically. Three, uh, two Australian stocks and one uh, stock, which is Bubba, uh, Alibaba. You and I really, it. really you love that Alibaba. You <laughs> love, love it. that stock. Love it. I love it. Love it. <laughs> what do you got in there now? Uh, 200,000. Did you put another hundred in the average down? Yeah. 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 But, <laughs> but, but uh, I've lost about, I think I've lost 25. I'm down 25,000 on it. Yeah. But, 
here's 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 something to consider. There's so much uncertainty around it now because everyone's like ADRs, blah blah blah. Kathy Wood sold it back. Shut up. Great. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs just topped up its position two billion and put into so it got sixteen billion in it now, and um and obviously all the super investors are in it. And here's how I see that plan out: a bit of value for the watches. It's like Amazon fifteen years ago, but it's a bigger company than Amazon. It's actually like Amazon. Netflix, eBay, Google, all in one, and it rolls out 1.2 trillion in turnover, whereas uh, Amazon's 300 billion. It's a ba- it's a big beast compared to Amazon. Amazon's a baby, and so it's selling for what Amazon was selling for like um, 12 years ago, 180 bucks, whatever it is, right? So I think it's going to hundred bag. I-, I dare say, if I hold that for the next 30 years, it could be a 20 million dollar play. Wow! Wow! So. Well, Fuck you, Kathy Wood. To, to your point, which is absolutely insane, is their quarter, their last earnings report, they had a revenue of $205 billion. They grew up by 30%, Tony. They grew That's their insane. earnings and revenue by 30%. I and know, the stock's but, going down by 30%. I know, Explain to me what the fuck. Because their net income is down five percent, which I don't understand. Oh, oh, oh no, five percent! Oh my god! <laughs> no, they they have been spending on uh, on new business, new business. But when Ant Capital goes public, man, they earn thirty percent of that. Like, it it's it's a hundred percent undervalued. One hundred percent undervalued. It's worth three hundred dollars a stock minimum. Maria is asking, "What's Alibaba?" Um, it is Chinese like Lloyd Amazon. said. It's it's the Amazon of China. Um, it's Amazon, Netflix, Walmart, all rolled into one. Are you one concerned about the government crackdown over there on on their stocks? Didn't they just no. come out and say that they're going to they're gonna put more yeah. regulations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, yeah. so they ought to. Like, at, stocks in America are regular. Like, you can't – like, there's, there's antitrust cases with Apple right now. There's antitrust cases with Facebook. Facebook got dragged across the coals by the, by the, the Senate. Like – there is regulation in every part, in every yeah. company. Why is China so special that oh, it's regulation? Like it's because it's communist. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah it's because they just—it's because well, they just do what they want. Like there's no, and the U.S. Like, government well, doesn't. Well, no, well, but they blatantly just like we're shutting you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but here's the thing: they can't shut down Alibaba because it will actually just—it's dist- so ingrained in the economy. See, it's not like Amazon. Everything is done through Alibaba in the economy, and it's a monopoly. They can't shut it down. So they, what they're trying to do is they're trying to prevent data from leaving there and going to the United States. So there's certain things. The ADR is actually, a, it's not a Chinese company. It's an offshore company, right? It's a Chinese business, but the ADR is a Chinese, is, is an offshore entity. And they already gave their stuff to the States. They're, they're fine. And China can't risk losing Alibaba. They would crush their economy if they did that. That would be stupid. So I think it's maximum uncertainty very low risk. So there's a difference, right? You want see, look at the business. The business is growing at a clip of 30% per annum. A business that size doing that is ridiculous, right? It's gone up, but the price is going down at the same rate. It's the it's like um how would you call it? It's like the perfect pitch for Warren Buffett. I'm shocked that he's not in it yet. If it falls further, he's buying it. So here's, uh, I believe this is the Alibaba Group holding. That's the one you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay. So I'm in it. I'm in a cost price of 200%. So I'm down 15% in the position. Uh, Greg Greg Alexander, who's one of the super investors, Warren Buffett's one of the he, what he's one of the only guys Warren Buffett trusts with money, and he's in for 300 million. It's his biggest position. It holds 50% of his portfolio. He bought in at 226. Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's business partner, put 37 million. He bought in at 226. Manish Prabhai put in a $40 million position at 210, 215, I think it was, and he just doubled down at 180. Yeah, I just saw Charlie Munger acquired 165,000 shares in July. Wow. It's only one of his four positions, I believe, or three positions. He owns Bank of America, Costco, Berkshire Hathaway, and now this. So he's got four positions. He doesn't hold a lot of stocks. When he buys one, he buys it and holds it for a long time, and it bags. This thing could bag to a hundredfold. No shit. So, do you you think this is one that you're gonna you're gonna hold for ten plus years? Yeah, totally. Like, if I think of it, if I if you look at the graphs, 
It's rolling. It's it's free cash flow is growing as fast as its revenue, and the stock's going down in price. So you can literally buy a dollar bill for fifty cents. And the thing about it is that this is really a six hundred dollar stock in today. If you apply the same ratio P ratio from say Amazon of sixty to this stock, it's like a six hundred dollar stock. The thing about it is that oh. this is really. So, <laughs> hey, you just heard you yeah. getting a little Double feedback pitch. there, uh, Tony. <laughs> If it look at this, if Amazon went from two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, roughly what Barbara is, to three thousand two hundred in ten years, you do this with this, it's a seventeen-fold return. If I've got say two hundred dollar position in it and it's seventeen bags, it's like three million bucks. I'm going to buy a penthouse on the beach. I'm done. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like this. All right, it, that's it. I'm putting thirty grand in Alibaba. And, yes, uh, come in. Let's go. We're not there we go. I said this tip to Phil the other day. I'm like, Baba, Phil, Baba. <laughs> I, okay, okay. When I get the money to invest, I'll put some money into Baba. So <laughs> leave it for five I'm, years. I'm currently holding about forty grand in cash, waiting. Mm. And I was going to buy a house, but now we've decided we're just going to rent and, and wait for the housing market to go down. Yeah. Anymore. Well, you wouldn't buy a house now, right? Right, right. Well, we we tried, but it's insane. <laughs> I don't want to overpay. So Kate's um, in as well. Yeah, so, more people. So wait. So what I was going to say is 40 grand in Alibaba right now. Man, go. <laughs> Your position, if you, yeah, you, why not? Like, think about it. China's going to be the the biggest economy in 2028. It's got I'm huge going tail. 40 grand in Caterpillar, man, right now. <laughs> Are you just having 40 grand just magically appearing out of nowhere, Tony? Is that what's happening here? If you, if you, if whoever buys this though, and they don't message me and say, oh, it's gone down by... Listen, yeah. it's gonna probably fall to maybe one sixty till the regular till Kathy Wood just leaves and shuts up and everyone stops talking about China, which will take another six months probably. So the price is not gonna explode quite straight away. But when it comes, it's coming. Who you cannot who's in Alibaba? Leave a comment. Yeah, hashtag Alibaba if you're in it. Let's hear from the people who are in it. I wanna see how many of our great smart investors have decided to follow Lloyd you just into the Alibaba. You just mentioned Kathy Woods. And yeah. I want to get your take on an ETF that we covered last week. The ARK ETF? A-R-R or A-R-K-K, the flagship ETF. Yeah. Ha well, the thing with Kathy is that uh, she's really making moves based on speculative retail investors. And they are very powerful investors at the moment because of the likes of Wall Street Bets and and Robinhood and all these technology advancements in, in owning stocks and the loose monetary policy, right? Everyone's got a bit of cash. So she's, she's just, they're all just rolling into these companies that are way overvalued. So she's doing okay, but I think Michael Barry just put a short position on that ETF recently. Yeah, um, I saw they created an ETF that is in the inverse. It's like a leveraged inverse of ARK. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's what I think, here's what I think. When interest rates go up, growth stocks drop rapidly in their value, okay? So when the Federal Reserve increases rates and the taper tantrum happens, Kathy Wood's going to get slaughtered. I just don't know whether the short-term five-year ETF is going to do well. I think maybe long, long-term, maybe, but I, I wouldn't touch it. I'm not touching that shit. <laughs> yeah, not, it's I'm, down down 7% this year. And, I'm not touching uh, it. What's that? I wouldn't touch it, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. and... Uh, like to your point on their website it actually says we invest in disruptive stocks so it's like what does that even mean disrupt disruptive stocks and it's she tough to it's tough to criticize her because you know everyone's going to come back and attack you and be like well look at the last five years she's up like seven million percent or whatever crazy amount they've been up but everything's been up that we've been on a bull we've been in a crazy epic bull run you know yeah so uh, it'll be interesting to see if we have like a bear market, what will happen to ARC when, you know, things, everything isn't up. So. Yeah. So, Lloyd, we have Eric who's saying that Schwab says avoid Baba. What yeah. do you think of that? Do you say, screw them, you know what you're talking about, or should we listen Wait, to Schwab? The thing Fuck is Schwab. That. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. There we go. The thing, here's the thing you got to understand, like, multi-millionaires and billionaires didn't get there by, you know. Playing safe. Yeah, like you can get there with an ETF. So listen, if you just put your money into VU and kept doing that in dollar cost average and did nothing, you'd be rich, okay? So I want to make that clear. But 
I want to be really rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's so, looking for the billion dollar mark already. So, so, <laughs> well, you already are. What do you what do you got? Like one point eight now? What do you have? Yeah, yeah, it's not quite that high. It's but it's in the ones, you know, it's in the <laughs> nice ones. But but I want to get to two, but then I want to get to a hundred million. So I know it's a big goal, but here's the thing. Opportunities like this don't come around often. In fact, it took Charlie Munger, I think, uh, must have been 12 years to buy a stock or eight years. I don't know. A long time. So he's been waiting a long time. He's like, okay, here it is. He waits for the fat pitch and he's just gone, bosh, 40 million, right? And he'll wait this sucker out and it'll probably 30 bag for him. He'll be dead by then. But so, so <laughs> here's kids the thing. Will be very happy. I don't know, man. I don't think that guy's ever going to die. <laughs> Schwab, Schwab has to say avoid. Because they look at risk differently to you and I. Risk to them is like, oh, the you know, oh, the media is talking about um, ADRs and China is a communist country and blah blah blah. There's all this political risk around it, but political risk has got. Look at the business. The business is booming. That business is off its face. You look at the business; it's going gangbusters. If the business turned and the regulation clamped down on its earnings and its earnings started to fall drastically, I'd sell the stock. But the business I, is growing. I have breaking news, Lloyd. Ray Dalio just said that he actually insists that the swings in the Chinese market are little Publix. more than wiggles. They are. It's normal. Look at the stock. It, listen, you ain't going to get rich going with the crowd. If it was easy as picking stocks, oh, Schwab says do this, I'm going to do this. Every mother would be rich. You have to be a contrarian. Do what others are not doing. Right, political risk in China is at its peak. Massive uncertainty. A lot of people dumping ETF. A lot of funds dumping the stock. Right, Kathy Wood's out, and everyone loves her. I'm in, so I'll go in now. I'll probably put more in it as it as it as it, as it falls. But if you can build a big position in Bubba and wait for ten years, you will be wealthy. Yeah, Kathy Woods being out means nothing to me. She just bought like how many millions of shares of Robinhood, like. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I could care less what she's in or out on. If it wasn't for Tesla, Tesla was like the majority of the earnings last year for art. You know yeah. what I mean? But, I, listen, I'm not even, I mean, the thing is if with this type of stock, you don't put your whole portfolio in it. Like my, it's like, uh, you know, 10, 15% of my port. It's not a lot, but it's a big position. But so if it does something bad happens, let's say it halves from here, like, yeah, it hurts. But the upside is just so massive. Yeah. But I'm prepared to risk the downside of the worst case scenario. Like well, if it delists. Yeah. <laughs> it's know. not going to delist. I yeah, yeah. I highly doubt this. Yeah. If it's but so it's, ingrained in the Chinese economy. $200 billion dollar company delisting. No, it's but, not going uh, to. No, you're taking a very educated risk. Probably, and uh, yeah. you're taking a smart, educated risk. You're not YOLOing 200 grand in AMC. No, no, you no, know? no. Thank God. No. So, no, I've been researching it, looking at it, watching it. Yeah. I, I contemplated it for a while, and I've been buying it as it's dropping, but still hurting me. But but you just can't pick the bottom. You can't. People who pick bottoms get smelly fingers. <laughs> that's well, that's, oh, that's the catchphrase yeah. of this show. <laughs> <laughs> we just found our catchphrase. There we go. People who pick Put the bottom get smelly fingers. <laughs> I'm gonna soundbite that so hard and just have it on my buttons. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing a masterclass on this stuff, actually. I'll, I'll send you guys a replay. That's right. right. Uh, we so we're coming to the end. Unfortunately, we're not going to hit Dogecoin because we have to wrap up here. But uh, Lloyd, where can our amazing investors <laughs> find you? Oh, shucks. Uh, if they wanted to uh, find out more about you and learn how you planted money trees. Uh, I've got my Instagram handle there. there uh, on the thing. So you can just follow me on Instagram. Safemoon.com. Yeah, safemoon.com <laughs> is his website. Uh, no, he also has an amazing podcast that he, it's called Money Grows on Trees, the podcast. I'm not going to lie. I'm only pushing it because I produce it. It's an amazing <laughs> podcast. It's uh, good. It's good. I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's a good uh, listen. Tony, thanks, man. I yeah. love this show and I love Tony's podcast. You guys are awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. And Tony, of course, where can they find you if they wanted to learn more about you and that apart from finding you in the group? So Theguy.com. The guy. <laughs> the guy. The guy. <laughs> Theguy.com. <laughs> Theguy.com. Hold on. Let me just see something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we copyright that right now? It's a great I can right now. Ah, someone owns it. <laughs> someone has everything. Yeah. You, but it's something about COVID. A guy? A guy? 
<laughs> so I actually haven't been putting out any podcasts in the last couple of weeks because I'm working on a new course Ooh. and it's a cryptocurrency for beginner course that I'm going to put out on Udemy along with my other course. So uh, my financial literacy and investing 101 course has been doing so well that uh, I didn't think I would get do as well as it did. So I'm going to put out a crypto course. This one is taking a lot more work. There's a lot more to this, obviously, and I don't want to put out just a bunch of bullshit. I want to really do a lot of research and make sure that I can make it as easy to understand as possible, but still hit all of the important things. Um, once again, I'm not going to be recommending anything. I'm not going to be telling you what to buy. It's just teaching you what things mean and terminology and how things work. So that should be out soon. I don't know. I can't give you a time frame. It's a lot of work, but... When it's out, it'll be very reasonable price, like my other course. So that's what I'll be. That's why I haven't been making any new episodes recently. I know a lot of people have been asking me about that. So this is something I've been working on for like two hours a day. So uh, yeah, and uh, obviously Stock Bros podcast. There you go. And uh, <laughs> well, uh, there are some people who are saying, "Hey, can you post the links?" All the links, of course, will always be in the show notes down below to join our email list to get the notification when we go live. Uh, also be letting you guys know Lloyd's, how you can get all Lloyd's links and all that, get to his website, get to his podcast and all that. He has an amazing book, which I read and it is the reason why I'm working with him. I read it too. Highly recommend. It's, and it's cheap. Yeah. You read it? It's, yeah, yeah it's of course. Very I, cheap. You sent me the digital copy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the digital copy. I it's only $7.99, by the way. I just went right through it. It was a great read. Easy to read. Lots of nice pictures. Thanks. You uh, get to see Lloyd's beautiful face in yeah. there, so it's great. Oh, <laughs> link! It, also, you get a coupon to his uh, OnlyFans account as well. Yeah, you buy he has one. a very, very amazing OnlyFans. <laughs> OnlyFans shares... gets stock tips. OnlyFans. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. I might do that actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all trying to move away from you know the more adult-oriented things. So yeah, you could become the OnlyFans investor. You know. That's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> just end on that really bad <laughs> joke. Uh, I want to thank everybody here for tuning in. Everybody who's been commenting, make sure you uh, let us know what stocks you want us to review next week in the comments down below so that Tony can get those and put it in a poll tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, remember, sign up to our email list so that you can find out when we go live or any specials we have. We thank you all and uh, have a good night. <laughs>